Good morning, FBC. Uh, welcome to morning worship. I know it's a strange worship. It's very strange for us today. Um, things, are, things are different. It's a different type of worship for us this morning, but uh, you know, it's something that God already knew was coming, I have a feeling, because God knows all. God never surprised, right? So this morning, uh, you know, we're going to come together at home, and we're going to worship God together this morning. You know, there aren't really a whole lot of announcements right now. We don't know what's going on. We don't know what the next few weeks are going to bring, and that's okay, because God knows. And we're going to seek God, and we're going to pray, and we're going to ask him to lead us in these times. Be in prayer, especially for the leadership. Be in prayer for the deacons. Be in prayer for the, for the teachers and all those who were involved as we pray over how we can best minister during this time. But as we come today for this worship experience, you know, uh, we did a little bit different. We weren't in the same building when we did these things. I have edited this video together so that when it comes live online, I will be on Facebook along with y'all. I will be there to, to engage, to uh, just to worship along with our church family. So this morning as we start, let us bow for a word of prayer. Father God, we come to you right now and we thank you and we praise you for all of your blessings. Father, we ask right now that you would... Father, remind us that, that this is not a surprise to you. Father, remind us that, that you have everything under control. Father, we remind us that you are still on the throne. Father, be with us now, even as we are in our own homes. Father, be with us now. Move among us. Make yourself known, Father. Allow us to worship you this morning in spirit and in truth where we are. Father, we thank you and we praise you. We ask all these things in the name of your son, Jesus, and for his sake. And all God's people said, amen. Let's get to worship. Isn't God good? I mean, despite the fact that, that we're not in the same room and despite the fact that, that we can't be together today, God has given us a way to come together and worship while singing the same songs, while hearing the same scripture, while hearing the same passage. God is good, Right? You know, you may, you may see me actually stand still for a sermon today. Maybe not, but, but it may happen because I'm talking to, to an audience of many, but it's right there in a the camera out back, and I'm not used to that. But I'm going to give it my best, and I'm going to try because these are strange times. You know, never in recent history has such a situation ever occurred where we've had to shut down churches due to a disease. In 1918, the Spanish flu that happened, but it wasn't like it is today where, where we are, uh, we had the capabilities of continuing on online, which is such a blessing. We're all on uncharted ground here, and we're doing our best to navigate. And so there was a question that we had to answer this week, and it's what do we do? You know, as the news came out and all the things spread, we kept asking, what do we do? What should we do? Where should we go? How should we do this? And it was a question that I had to ask and I had to pray over. The deacons had to ask and pray over. And when we met together, we all came to the conclusion that although we don't know, we know the best thing to do is err on the side of caution. And so that's what we're here for, doing it this way today. Now, that went double for me for my sermon this week. What sermon do you preach uh, to a congregation that isn't here? What sermon do you preach to a congregation where you can't get response back? You know, usually when I'm preaching a sermon, I can, I can look and I can see your faces, and I know where all of you sit, 
So it's hard for me not even now to look over and look for people and look for them in their pew. What is it that, that I should say? And this week I have stumbled upon a kinship with Paul. Because as I read the New Testament this week, I began to realize that so many times Paul wrote these letters because he could not go to the places that he wanted to go. He wrote letters to let them know what was happening. He, le- he wrote letters to let them know uh, the, the, what they were doing right and what they were doing wrong. And he wrote these letters to continue on in what they were doing. And my sermon this week is an outgrowth of that kinship. This week we were in 1 Thessalonians in the second chapter. And here, uh, these verses stood out to me, and I read them, and I reread them, and I reread them, and I felt God saying, these are the verses. And I was like, God, I don't know what to do with those verses. But here we are. So in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, starting in verse 17, it says, but as for us, brothers, after we were forced to leave you for a short time, in person, not in heart, we greatly desired and made every effort to return and see you face to face. So we wanted to come to you. Even I, Paul, time and again, but Satan hindered us. For who is our hope or joy or crown or boasting in the presence of our Lord Jesus at his coming? Is it not you? For you are our glory and joy. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you right now and we thank and we praise you for your blessings. Father, we ask that you would take this time, Father, and use it for your glory. Father, use me as a vessel. May the words that I speak be yours and yours alone. Father, we thank you and we praise you. And we ask all these things in the name of your son, Jesus, and for his sake. And all God's people said, amen. You know, as I read this verse, this passage, and I looked at Paul and and who Paul is, the first thing that, that really stood out that really applies to us today is that our separation today is only physical. It's not spiritual or emotional. Paul said, when we were forced to leave you for a little while, not in person, I mean, only in person, not in heart. You know, we've been forced to meet separately because of this pandemic. It's sweeping the world. And every day it seems like the news is worse. And so we've been forced to come here and to worship in this way. We've been forced to be apart by things outside of our control. And no matter how much we would like to be together, we're not able to right now because of the way things are going. But this is the time in history, this is the point for us where the church is the church because the church has never been about the building. The church has never been about the building. The church has always been the people. The building can burn down and the people remain. The church remains. And even though we're not here today physically, and even though we find ourselves in separate places, you might be in your pajamas this morning. You may still be eating breakfast or or drinking your coffee. You may have just gotten out of bed, but you're here in heart. You know, things have had to change, and we've had to do things differently. But that doesn't mean we cease being the church The phrase that we kept using in our meeting the other night was, I just hate to cancel church. Well, we're not canceling church. You can't cancel church. Church is the people. Church is the people wherever they are gathered in groups. And you know what? I have a feeling for most of us, we're gathered two or more today. We have our family around us. We have our friends around us. And hopefully in the format that I'm putting this out there on Facebook, 
we'll have our church with us there. We can talk to each other. We can communicate with each other. We can be there and be apart with each other. And that's the wonderful thing about the technology. But the church becomes the church when the building goes away. Church is family. And family doesn't cease to be because you're separated. Just because you're separated, it doesn't mean that, that your family ceases to be. The love still exists. The bond still exists. We simply have to have our relationship in a different form now. How many of us have loved ones in the armed forces? Or have ever had loved ones in the armed forces? Or had friends in the armed forces? And they're deployed. How often have you seen the videos on YouTube, the videos on Vimeo, the videos on wherever it else, else you're looking of the people coming back from deployment to children and spouses who haven't seen them in, in many, 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 many months, sometimes years. And what happens is the love is still there. The bond is still there. They don't cease to be family because they're not there. They don't cease to be family because they're not in the same room or even on the same continent. They find ways to talk to each other. Now they do it over video phone, on Skype, on Zoom, on things like that. They find ways to talk. Though we're physically separated this morning, we're still united as a church in heart and in purpose. But as Paul went on, <clears throat> he began to say, we greatly desire to make every effort to return to see you face to face. The truth is, the precautions we're taking now are done to protect our future together. Paul says, we've made every step that we can make. Everything that we have done, everything that we have tried is that we can make it back there to see you face to face. The steps that we're taking right now, the efforts we're taking right now are being taken so that we can come together, all of us, healthy to worship. We're coming here so that we can always be in worship. That's what we're looking at. We've decided to suspend physical services for at least two weeks so that we can try to make sure no one in our church family or in our community becomes sick because of our actions. We want to make sure that everyone remains healthy, that everyone is able to come back and to worship here how they want to. For Paul, he had travels that kept him away. He was in prison. There was famine. There were things that were happening to Paul, shipwrecks, that he could not get back to Thessalonica. For us, it's online church. It's not meeting physically. It's, it's daily devotions on, on Facebook. It's reading a book every night on Facebook. It's starting a study on Zoom that I'm hoping to, to start real soon that will continue after we're able to get back together. And we do all of this, all the things that we have to do, putting in extra time online, putting in phone calls to check on people, mailing our tithe in rather than putting it in the plate. All of these things we do so that we can get together again. That's why we're doing it. This is temporary. It won't last forever. We do these things for each other. We do these things for, for those around us. I do these things for you, you do these things for me, and you do these things for the other you that sits next to you in the pew. We do these things for each other so that we can come back face to face in a few weeks if that's God's plan for us. 
It may be longer. We don't know. But we're praying that God will come and do what he needs to do. But the next thing that that I see that, that Paul says here is that Satan will work overtime during this time to keep us apart. He said, how many times we've wanted to come to you, time and again, but Satan has hindered us. Satan is going to do everything he can do during this time to keep us apart. Satan just wants the church to close. He wants us to flounder. He wants us to cease to exist. That's why it's so important for us to connect online. It's so important for us to connect through phone calls. You know what? If you're home all week long and you don't have anything to do, pick up the phone and call somebody in the church and just say, hey, I want to check on you this week. Pick up the phone and have a conversation. Talk about the the weather outside. Talk about what you had for breakfast. Talk about all the things that are going on in your life. Be a family. Do the things that you would do with all of those around you. Take this time to connect. Stay connected. Because Satan wants to sever that connection. And we have to war against it. We have to war against it. Satan's going to bring all the tools that he has. He's going to bring everything that he has against us at this point. He's going to bring depression. Do you know how hard it is to stay in your house with your family and that's all you see for weeks at a time? That's hard. It's hard when you're used to going down the road. It's hard when you're used to going and being able to buy what you want to buy. It's hard being able to have to stay there. And so after a while, we begin to get depressed. We begin to get to find ourselves going, wait a minute, I want to go out, I want to do this, I want to do that. And we find ourselves in that way. We'll have depression, we'll be anxious. He's going to bring anxiety. (coughs) How many of us, how many of us have been anxious about COVID-19? I mean, honestly, I have. There are times where I find myself anxious and I go, I'm high risk. Half of our church is high risk. We don't know enough about this, but it's those times where I have to stop and say, okay, God, I'm casting my cares upon you. I'm not going to be anxious about anything. I'm going to to trust you in this. He's going to bring sadness, Satan is. He's going to bring bring you down. He's going to make you go, oh, I can't do this anymore. He's going to bring cabin fever. I mean, when you're inside all the time, it becomes something that just overwhelms you. He's going to do everything that he can do to drag us down and to make us think that the church is failing. But as long as we stay connected, Satan loses. As long as we reach out to each other, Satan loses. As long as we connect through Facebook, as long as we connect through phone calls, as long as we connect through letters and cards, anything that we can do, as long as we continue to make connection, as long as we continue to reach out to one another and love on each other, Satan loses. Long-distance ministry isn't new. That's exactly what ministry of Paul was. We got half of our New Testament because he was writing letters to churches. Part of them were good, and he would say, man, you're doing a great job. And part of them were bad, and he would say, y'all need to get your act together before I come in there because I'm going to clean house. But Paul used those letters, a long-distance ministry. He couldn't be with the people, but he could take the Word of God to the people. We will not allow Satan to throw our church into a tailspin. We will not allow the devil to get a foothold. We will not allow the devil to win. If we can't meet together physically, we will still worship together here online. 
We will still pray together. I'm working even now on a way to share prayer requests effectively with everyone in the church when we can't meet together. Satan's going to war against us, but Satan will not win. But Paul goes on and he talks about the joy and the hope and the crown. We have the ability to be proud of each other. Now, Paul called the Thessalonians his hope, his joy, and his crown of boasting. FBC Lapan, you are mine as well. But you should be each other's too. You should be proud of your deacon body who stepped up and took the painful step to back my decision to close physical meeting until things are safe. You should be proud of, of each other who, though it pains you, you have submitted to this protocol of social distancing. We have a church that is now living out what it means to be the church in this time. And that is something we can be proud about. But we can't be prideful. The difference between pridefulness and being proud is when it's prideful, we're proud of ourselves. But when we're proud, we're proud of each other. We can be proud of each other. Paul didn't say that he boasted about the Thessalonians. He said he boasted of them. They were his boast. Have you seen the faith of Thessalonica? I say today that we can, of each other, say, have you seen the faith of First Baptist Church in Lipan, Texas? Have you seen the faith of the believers there? Who, though they didn't want to, who, though they really wanted to meet together, they took the words of Jesus seriously, that greater love have no man than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. Greater love have no man than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. What does that have to do with right now? Our life is doing the things that we want to do, right? We're Americans. We like to do all these things. We have this, we have this ability to do whatever it is that we want to do. But we have chosen to lay that down for the sake of someone else. And we can be proud of that. We can be proud of each other that we have taken that step to put others first. My last point this morning is, is one that's not in the text, but it's nonetheless true. Your pastor loves you. It's not in the text, but it is true, and I long to be back in physical service with you. I told the deacons Wednesday night that I never expected my first test of ministry here would be a crisis that would force me to close the church doors temporarily. But I accept it and, and I walked through it out of love for you. We don't know what the next few weeks or months are going to hold. But I know we serve a God who speaks and it is. I know that God is still on his throne. This world may seem like it's in chaos, but, but God's not surprised by this. He's still in control, and he has promised that all things work for the good of those who love Jesus. Even this, even this moment, all things. So what can you do during this time? Well, love on each other. Emails, FaceTime, Zoom, phone calls, letters, cards, Whatever it is that you can do to reach out without having physical contact, do it. 
Make sure that people know that they are loved. Push into God. Spend time in the Word. Pray to God. Ask Him to do things. Sing His praises. What do you want to pray for? We pray for each other. Pray for strength. Pray for the sense of God in our lives. Pray for all the things that, that God is doing. Pray for this pandemic. Pray that they'll find a cure quickly. I heard that, that they're testing one now that they say has, has good things. Pray. Pray that they'll find a vaccine. Pray that God would step in and completely eradicate the coronavirus. Pray for our church. Pray for our worship times together. Pray for studies as we study together. Pray for the finances of the church. Our country is going to go into a financial recession. There's no doubt about that. No matter what our government does, we are going to feel a financial pinch. Pray for the church's finances. I serve a God who has the cattle on a thousand hills. And we do not have to worry about what God's going to do, but we should pray and seek his guidance in this time. Pray for our ministry. How can we use this time to further our reach for the world? Pray for our nation. Pray for our world. But spend time with your family. Now we get to experience things that, that we've forgotten, right? Home cooking, family time, conversation. When's the last time you had one of those, right? A friend of mine posted on Facebook today or the day before sometime. He said, citizens of Wuhan can finally hear the birds chirping after years. Venice's water canals are clear and full of fish. And you can see the Tatra Mountains from Krakow because the smog is lifted. This isn't an apocalypse, it's an awakening. What are the blessings that you can find during this time? FBC, let's allow God to redeem this time and to bring us out on the other side stronger, more faithful, and ready to reach this world for Christ. Let's pray this morning. Father God, we come to you right now and we thank you, we praise you for your blessings. Father, we ask right now that you would, Father, give us peace, move in our spirits, allow us to know that this world is still in your hands. Father, I thank you for my church family. And I pray that you would Bless each and every one of them and bless those who are hearing this message this morning. Father, we thank you and we praise you. We ask all of these things in the name of your son, Jesus, and for his sake. Amen. Until next time, love each other as Christ has loved you. Be blessed today. <laughs>